Hi, welcome to this week's podcast, highlighting some of the best moments from the Soul Pepper Saturday Cabaret Series. I'm Gregory Sinclair, resident artist here at Soul Pepper and the Warnham West Director of Audio Programs. Our Saturday Cabaret is a place where artists from all disciplines love to come to try something new. This week is no different, a brand new creative collaboration between David Bookbinder, Andrew Craig, and Michael Lockepinti, with the working title, The Ward. I'll let David Bookbinder introduce this new, ambitious, and very exciting work from the stage of the TD Studio here at the Young Centre for the Performing Arts. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, I welcome you. Thank you for joining us for tonight's workshop, and I mean workshop, presentation. The idea for the show was sparked last year when I met Michael McClelland at ERA Architects and was presented with the book he had created with John Lawrence, Ellen Scheinberg, and Tatum Taylor. Unlike most Torontonians, I've known about the ward, or at least, at least in the general shape of its existence, as Toronto's first cross-cultural community, maybe the first arrival city, if you were going to ask Doug Saunders, or if you need this kind of cultural referent, Toronto's Lower East Side. When I saw the book, I immediately realized the story of the ward was a natural topic for musical exploration. There's no better way to connect with a time and a place that has passed than through its stories and sounds. Tonight, we'll take the first step toward bringing the ward and its people to life. Now, the ward had a rich and diverse history with, a, with at least five constituent cultures over its hundred years of existence. Tonight, we're focusing on the music of three of those cultures, the African-Canadian, the Italian, and the Jewish. But I want to make sure to offer acknowledgement and respect to the English, the Irish, and the Chinese, all of whom were central to life in the ward. Their sounds and stories may be included in a future version of this show. What is place? If a place, a community, a piece of a city is gone, physically wiped off the map, does it still exist? Does it or can it mean anything to us? And what is community? If a collection of people coming together from disparate origins and cultures are thrown together on the same streets in a larger society that at best finds them exotic and therefore unknowable, and at worst finds them disgusting, dangerous, and morally objectionable, do their stories of striving and success, of challenges and failures, of loss and of gain, celebration and connection, do they still hold meaning once they have disappeared from that place? And when even the overcrowded streets they brought to life are gone, lost as they and their stories are, is there any way to find them again? The question behind tonight's show may be said to be, what have we lost in this forgetting, and what might we gain by remembering through an act of imagination? Perhaps in answering this question, we've, we can begin to spin these old tales into something new. But first, let's listen for the sound of what we imagine once was, once upon a time. Let's listen together for the songs and sounds of a lost Toronto community, the ward.
from many countries and many lands came the people who would inhabit the ward and built the city of Toronto. From England and Ireland, Russia and Eastern Europe, the American South, Italy and China, they came. Some fleeing pogroms and persecution, most fleeing poverty and many finding their way out of the brutal world of slavery. And for all of them, it was a story that drew them onwards. Yes, they all had quite compelling reasons to quit their homelands, but whatever life in Canada was actually like, it was the story of this place that drew them here. The story of the new land, the free land, the golden land, das goldene Land. Von Amerika hab ich als Kind gehört, wenn zwei Flägen reden Bananen. Wie glücklich mir lebt euch Columbus in Erd. Sie ist ein goldener Land. Ich bin nachher gekommen, denn Semmerle geguckt. Trägen, Treuer, ist auf jedem Blatt gedrückt. In die enge Gassen, wo die Masse Sie stehen von Brief und Weihnacht, die Lippen verbrennt und verschmacht. Der ist matt, sein Kind verrissend, dem Wartmann von Wohnung verrät. Für Grüne mit schwerer Gemüt, oi, fallen von Hunger in Street. Ständig in Stadt mit seinem Place. Hui, ja, Maschine, naja, Blick, Bau, ihr Projekt. Für Lade, Hunde, der, der und der Brücke sinkt. Nach nur nur die Statistik, geht man jedes Mal. Für ganz und ganz, herrlich ist, verträgt es nicht ständig der Sohn. Wer arbeitet?
music that would have occurred in the war could be divided into roughly two categories, the sacred and the profane. <laughs> Within the sacred category, uh, what you would have heard in the first part of the period we've examined, 1850, to about 1920, 1930, would have been uh, mostly church hymns uh, from the American, African Methodist Episcopal tradition, later the British Methodist or BME. Uh, there would have also been something called Jubilee singing, which we'll give you an example of in just a little bit. The British Methodist Episcopal Church was built in 1846 on Chestnut Street by a small group of former slaves. As more refugees arrived to Canada via the Underground Railroad and made their way to Toronto, the BME Church expanded and became the center of black life and community in Toronto. Besides the normal religious functions, it was also used for education, abolitionist political organizing, and as a hub for black self-help societies. Demolished almost 30 years ago, its foundations were recently unearthed in an archeological dig near City Hall. So I mentioned before that Jubilee singing was also something that was very popular. Uh, some of you may have heard of the Fisk Jubilee Singers from Fisk University. Well, we had a tradition of that here in Canada as well, uh, including a couple of very well-known uh, well groups. Uh, what is Jubilee singing? Imagine a Western European concert choral tradition with African-American spices. Uh, this is music that would have been sung by 16, 20 people. Uh, there are only two of us. Lowell Tubman's gonna help me here. And again, we're trying to give you a flavor of what Jubilee singing would have sounded like. Uh, this is a piece called Hold On, and it's, an, it's a, an arrangement of a traditional Negro spiritual in the Jubilee style. Keep your hand on the plow, hold on, hold on, nor 
run, no run, let me come in. The doors all fastened and the wind is pinned. Keep your head on the plow. Hold on, hold on. Nora said you done lost your track. You can't plow straight and keep looking back. Keep your head on the plow. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Keep your head on the plow. Hold on, hold on. If you want to get to heaven, let me tell you how. Just keep your head on the gospel plow. Keep your head on the plow. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If that plow stays in your hand, land it straight in the promised land. Keep your head on the plow. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep your head on the plow. Hold on, hold on. Mary had a golden chain. Every lens fell by Jesus' name. Keep your head on the plow. Hold on, hold on. Keep on coming, don't you tug. Every rug gets hard and hard. Keep your head on the plow. Hold on, hold on. from The Globe, 1910. When sleep in crowded rooms seemed all but impossible, the people of the ward are astir till all hours, and the Italians amuse themselves by singing in their rich, sweet voices the songs of their faraway homeland. Pizzicara la mia, lucore.
Now and again, they shyly exchange gifts. A bottle of dark wine for a steaming hot loaf of challah. Torontonians also flock to Angelo's, the city's original trattoria, well known for its spaghetti and chianti and festive dinners that stretched long into the night. In the streets, music was played and songs were sung. The Jews brought with them from Eastern Europe the tradition of the courtyard singer, uh, where they had real courtyards, which I don't think existed in the ward, but um, where uh, singers would go into a four or five story, six story tall uh, apartment block, the courtyard in the middle and sing, and if they were good, the people would rain down coins, and if they were not so good, they would rain down last night's night soil. <laughs> so um, we know that that tradition came in some form to Toronto, and this is a a song from that tradition. Uh, it's called Balabusta Zisenke. And a Balabusta, for those of you who don't know, is a woman who runs things. This is Balabusta Zisenke, a sweet Balabusta. Thank you. 
We'll see what you're going to throw when I'm done. one of the most popular artists in the world was Enrico Caruso. Everyone in the ward listened to him. This is a song he sang saying goodbye to his hometown of Napoli. Adio, la tua suave immagine, chi mai, chi mai? 
marina, qual cuore l'or inebria, arde, arde. reputation for vice and desperation. The neighborhood produced much in the way of celebration, weddings, bar mitzvahs, parades. Hundreds of people would gather at the Elizabeth Street Playground for festivals and dances, featuring children wearing traditional costumes. The music of mandolins and guitars and when a visitor could be heard out on the street at all hours on a warm summer evening. At the Yiddish language lyric theater at Dundas and Bayer, a reporter explained, the audience watches the play with tense gaze drinking in every thrill that the play presents, but the silence is broken frequently by tremendous applause. Afterwards, satisfied theatergoers would wander over to Altman's Cafe, an Elizabeth Street eatery that was filled, as High Boston recalled, with the cozy camaraderie of the ghetto, especially near midnight when the players gathered for their after-the-play nourishment. Everywhere he went, at night, there was a party, and uh, you could certainly hear rags. In the teens and 20s, we're gonna play one of those, an arrangement of Weatherbird Rag. It's going to quickly add to that. This arrangement is uh, an approximation of what Louis Armstrong and Earl Father Hines did in their classic recording. Uh, this also represents the uh, profane side of black music, the stuff that you would have heard in the houses of ill repute.
So they are alive, the people who lived in the ward, because their stories are with us. And we can catch echoes of their songs, their struggles, their deep knowing about life. The vast majority of human experience and wisdom, generation to generation, is lost. But we can reclaim it, thereby making our lives richer, deeper, more meaningful through a powerful act of imagination. And we can learn from, from them and how they created when they had no advantage. When to immigrate was to receive nothing and to have everything expected of you, including to shed who you truly were, to become acceptable to those who ran this place. In the toughest of circumstances, they created a life that was full, vibrant, and totally full of celebratory sound. Yes, most of them took every chance to move up and out of the ward. It's poverty, racism, exploitation, and neglect. And who wouldn't? But we can remember their ingenuity, their craft, their ability to create culture that brought color into the world. They look to the future, and for better or worse, that future is us. So think of that for a moment, that very close to this spot, for 100 years, people from all over the globe came together, lived together, struggled together, created together, and in many ways are the bedrock of what Toronto has become. And uh, so now we can begin to imagine where we're headed by reaching back into the past and connecting to it. And just since I've started working on this project, um, in fact, on the way here, Michael and I were driving, and to drive through what was the ward uh, and to be able to feel and see, even you know, in, uh, in the atrium, to see the lyric theater there and to uh, feel the cafes and the Chinese restaurants and the speakeasies and the, the music schools and the, all of it. Uh, still there, still alive, and a place that we can connect to. And that's true about everything in this city and every um, generation, going back to the First Nations, and uh, we can connect into all of it. So this is our attempt to begin to do that, uh, sparked by uh, the brilliance of the book that was created, and um, we'll see where this can go. And so to close tonight, um, please, Dave, come back over here. We will sing with you, we hope, about the future. Yeah, so this is a classic, uh, wonderful Yiddish song from a poem by Morris Winchewski, a hero of left-wing Jewish people, Yiddish speakers. And uh, it's impossible to exaggerate the, the intensity of fervor among left-wing Jews back in the day, to the point where the the choir associated with the United Jewish People's Order, a, a very left-wing Yiddish-speaking organization, uh, filled Massey Hall. This was the intensity of the fervor back then, so it was a, kind of a different time. This is called The Future, Ditzukumft. Just a quick translation of the first verse goes, the world will become younger, life will become easier. And my favorite line is, every complainer will become a singer. <laughs> and there's a, there's a, a, a catchy sing-along part. You'll know when it happens. Uh, so pl please indulge us and sing along. This is Ditsukum.
the Ward Orchestra. Andrew Craig on keyboard. Piano, artistic associate and vocals. Laurel Tublin, Tubman on vocals. Dia on vocals. Louis Samao on bass and accordion. David Wall on vocals. Drew Jureka on violin, mandolin, and saxophone. Artistic associate, Michael Ocapinti on guitar and banjo. I'm David Bookbinder, this is the award. Thank you very much. Listening to The Ward, a new workshop presentation devised and curated by David Bookbinder, Andrew Craig, and Michael Occupinti. Just a reminder that our Saturday Cabaret series begins its fall run September the 10th in the TD studio here at the Young Centre for the Performing Arts with another original creation hosted by Soul Pepper alumni Brendan Wall. It's a musical depiction of the both famous and infamous, but certainly legendary, Rochdale College experiment in Toronto in the early 1970s. Also in September, Patricia O'Callaghan returns with her trio and a new cycle of songs about love and loss. And be here for the third installment of Raoul's Blues Interviews, hosted by Raoul Benesia. Raoul's very special guest for this evening is legendary Canadian musician Paul James. Visit the soulpepper.ca site for complete information, order your tickets online, or listen to a cabaret podcast. Music programming at Soul Pepper is made possible by a multi-year gift from the Slate family. Our audio programs, including this podcast, our concert recordings, and soon our first original drama podcast series, are thanks to the generous support of Richard Warnham and Julia West. I'm Gregory Sinclair. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.